Hey, how you doing, folks? This is Gospel of Kennison, the personal audio journal of James Kennison, podcast artist, pastor, father, husband, GOK number 27. And uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what I've been doing because I have been very busy, very busy. Christmas time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is probably the busiest time of of my life besides Easter, Halloween, every other time of my life. Uh, if you're a children's pastor, you know what I'm talking about. But if you're not, let me tell you a little bit. Uh, Thanksgiving's huge. Christmas is huge. There's cantatas. There is, uh, you know, Christmas plays, children's choirs. And plus, you got all the stuff for your own kids. Christmas buying. You have to set up your tree, decorate stuff. Um, it, we have a private school attached to our church, so there's all the stuff that's going on with that. Um, special chapel services and blah de blah yakety schmackety. It's uh, it's awesome. It is awesome, but it's busy. And what do I do? I go ahead and decide I want to build a set about right in here. So last week, it was a big deal, but I want to talk about this week coming up. I've got three main things I've got to do. One of them is I need to finish a set design that I'm doing for my children's church. Um, it's called Kid City. The set is available. You can check it out at helpomychildrenspastor.com and, and look up uh, Kid City set. Um, or you can probably just scroll down the page, and you can see a mock-up of it that I did uh, to scale, but I did it very, very small, and it looks really cool. Um, I'm building that thing in my garage, which is much too small to build anything in, and I want to have it done for the Sunday after Christmas, which is the day after Christmas, as a thank you gift, you know, or not a thank you gift, a Christmas gift to all the kids, because I tore up their old set, and it's the least I could do to build a new one. Um, so I've got that going on. I've got to create that service, so I've got service prep to do um, for the day after Christmas. And then uh, I have, for Friday night, I have to have a story written and illustrated for our candlelight you know, Christmas Eve service. And that's probably the most stressful thing of all, because I know I can build a set. That's no big deal. It's almost all done. I'm going to finish it up. Got some painting to do. Got to decorate it. Got to get it moved and set up. No big deal. Uh, service prep, I do that every week. Not a big deal. I've got my curriculum all ready to go. I just need to work on it and get it all set up. No problem. That story, on the other hand, it's in my head. <laughs> Finally, I have the idea for it. Last week, I didn't even have that. But um, I have the idea. I've got to write it out. I've got to see that it's probably not going to work the way I thought it would. Change it. And then I have to illustrate it. Oh, because I make it up, there's no automatic drawings popping out anywhere. I can't use somebody else's stuff, so I'm going to have to use my own. I did this last year. I was brand new to the church. This was pretty much everybody's first you know, uh, exposure to me. And I did one called The Very Last Room about a little boy in the family that showed up to the inn and took the very last room in Bethlehem right before Mary and Joseph showed up. Um, it's a pretty cool story, if I do say so myself. Um and I feel like I had a lot of help from God putting that together. Um, this year, it was a kind of an expected thing that I would do another story. I kind of wanted to tell the same one again. Can't we start a tradition? <laughs> but uh, that's not going to happen. So uh, I've, I, I had all kinds of ideas. Man, when you sit down and try to force yourself to create, it is so stinking difficult because there's no limits. There's no limits. I could have done anything. I could have done a time travel thing like the old uh, 
super book and flying house stuff where they used to go back in time and, and see the stuff for themselves. I could have done a sci-fi type thing where some kid doesn't get the meaning of Christmas and like Groundhog Day has to repeat Christmas over and over and over until he learns. Um, I had an, one of my better ideas is I, I really wanted to get the sci-fi thing into it this year. I had an idea of a boy who created a robot it was going to be really cute. Um, he had this robot and he had the robot watch, you know, kind of accidentally kind of saw what, what we do for Christmas. And he misinterprets everything as a robot would. The boy sets him straight on the true meaning of Christmas and talks and kind of relates it to, so the robot will understand. He keeps relating to himself as the robot's creator, the way our creator had created us and took care of us. And so at the end of the story, he asked the robot, you know, what is your response to all this? And the and the robot says, well, I don't know what the human response to, would be, but I know what mine is to you. And he reaches in and he pulls out his little mechanical heart and he offers it to the little boy. And so, oh, you know, pretty, pretty strong, you know, because that's what we should do with God is offer him our heart. And then I had this idea of, of a birthday party um, where on, the only people that get the presents are the kids, that come to the party that the birthday boy doesn't get any presents and he plans it that way on purpose and nobody even notices because they're being taken care of. And, and though that's kind of the way Christmas is, it's kind of a weird birthday party where we get the presents. I didn't think that was a strong enough point. I wanted it to be a little more evangelistical than that. And so now I've got this idea. Um, it's still a birthday day, but you're going to hear the story of a little boy who wakes up. His mother wakes him up on his sixth birthday, and he wants to hear the story um, about how he was born and what you know the events surrounding that. And she she begins to talk to him about it. And over the the course of the story, you realize this isn't a modern day boy. Um, this is Jesus, little Jesus, and, and his mother is telling her side of his birthday story, you know, the story of his birth, traveling while pregnant on a donkey and having, you know, the, having to go inside of a stable to have a child. And, and then, you know, after the baby was born and she's finally starting to nod off, all these shepherds show up and all this kind of stuff. And then at the end of the story, the way it'll kind of tie up, is she'll say, you know, um, every time I look at you, because I really wanted to get across the point that this year that Jesus's birth was a promise fulfilled. That when we, that's the reason why it's such a big deal. Why is it a big deal that this baby was born? Besides the fact that he grew up, he grew up and died on the cross for us. We try to avoid that in the Christmas season because it's kind of a downer. But the point, the the big thing beside the obvious is that for those people, this was a promise that they'd been waiting on for thousands of years. This was the Messiah that came to save them from their sins, and so that birth was that. And so at the end of my story, Mary will kind of stroke Jesus's hair and say, you know, every time I look at you, every time I kiss your face, every time I wake you up, um, I, I remember that God keeps his promises, that, that, that he has great plans for you and that he's going to use you to save us. And then of course, Mary goes into some uh, details about that, that are inaccurate. But we're typical of the time. She says, you know, you're going to be this great king, and I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to save us all probably from not just our sins, but the Romans as well. And little Jesus will kind of bow his head and say, yeah, Mom, I will. But I don't want to talk about that right now. 
tell me, you know, tell me the rest of it. And so it kind of finishes up and, and, um, and the point being at the end that God keeps his promises, he's there for you. And, uh, that that it's just a different way of looking at the Christmas story. I'm really looking forward to writing it and illustrating it. And I'm hoping I can get away with using the same images over and over. Like if I did Mary and Jesus in the bed, uh, talking to each other, you know, her over him, I could focus in on the faces and she probably wouldn't have her head covered inside anyway. Um, and it would look just as normal as any boy or woman today. But then later on in the story, I back up a little bit and you start to see she's wearing robes. He has on, you know, some stuff and that the bed is just a flat thing on the floor, that the stone walls and, and things like that. So anyway, if you're a praying person, I would, I would uh, covet your prayers and ask uh, for you to help that creativity to come out. I've got a big week this week. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you watch all the Christmas specials. Um, on Netflix, there's a great show my daughter loved, and it was um, it was like a spinoff, a VeggieTales spinoff of It's a Wonderful Life. I can't remember the name right now, but Jenna loved it, and she could tell me everything about it. Oh, by the way, my daughter turned six this past week. We had her birthday Saturday. It was awesome. I got to do magic. It was really cool. We had a bunch of little six, six-year-old girls, and uh, my, my son, Dun, Dunder, was involved. I can't say he was welcome, but he was there. And, uh, so that was it, man. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Make sure if you're listening to GOK, I guess there's a chance that this is the only show you listen to, but I do a lot of other shows over at NLcast.com. Um, I'd love for you to listen to my daughter's show. Uh, uh, uh it's called podcast kid. I do a show with my wife called explicit answers at explicitanswers.com. Help. I'm a children's pastor.com is a great show. Um, and then podcast starter. If you're interested in starting your own podcast or improving the one you have, and then, of course, our leading show, Brokia, um, at Brokia.com, a great geek talk podcast. And then Chop, which is our Axe Cop podcast that we do on a biweekly basis these days. Um, and then other NLCast shows like Too Much Information for the parents of youth and teenagers and Wellness Break Radio for everything that has to do with wellness. Uh, you'd be doing well to check all that out. Follow me, Twitter.com slash NLCast, Facebook.com slash NLCast. You can email me at NLCast. I'm sorry, James at NLCast.com. Call me 209-5-NLCast. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.